It's Derek Brooks and Ian Beckles on The Strike, 102.5 HD2. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Brooks and Beckles. I don't know about you, Derek, but I'm having a wonderful time uh, conversing with you and, uh, yes. and and picking your brain about life and football and parenting and the whole nine yards. Are you getting anything out of oh, this? Oh, yes, absolutely, man. I, I figured I knew you pretty well uh, going into this, but every single week, man, mm-hmm. it's a little bit nugget, mm-hmm. and that just goes to say, man, as much time as you spend someone mm-hmm. in this platform. True. You know, we get a chance to expand on our relationship, and uh, I'm pretty grateful uh, that no we're doubt. able to work together. No doubt. Now, it's funny. You say you thought you knew me now, but let's think about this for a second. <laughs> I, when I, you know, after we did the first couple interviews, I told Tony Mayberry and Mark Rose, I said, I, I knew DB a little bit, but I'm, now I'm starting to know him a little more on what you're made out of. Mm-hmm. I think everybody thinks that an NFL locker room is all kumbaya and everybody's all ah. hugged up. I'll be honest with you. There were some people that I played with for seven years and I didn't know one thing about them. Mm-hmm. So we knew each other. We were cool. We never had yes. an issue, but we don't really know each other, though. You know what no, I'm saying? And, and that's where you know we want to expand, expand in this when mm-hmm. you talk about the relationships. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, say my first day walking in, as you said, your first impression of me yeah. was like, that's that dude. Yeah. My, my yeah. first impression of, like, is this our locker room? Is this, it's like, nah, this your locker room, your meeting room, this is everything. I'm like, okay, um, all right, let me get used to this. <laughs> but outside your yeah. position group, yeah. it wasn't a whole lot of mingling, mm-hmm. it, at least for me, at least that, that first two months. Yeah. It was just like, hey, man, I got a lot being thrown at me mm-hmm. when you're a day one starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back then, you drafted first round, you're up on the start. And yeah. I got to go in that room now at the yeah. time. God bless his soul. Uh. Demetrius DeBose. Oh, my goodness, yeah. You know, he's like, who is this guy? Yeah, well. Just, you know, so you, you're looking at other guys that have been there, mm-hmm. and now you're going to be like, hey, they want a shot at starting. So it wasn't a lot of friends and getting to know each other mm-hmm. a little bit, but sure. – as the season went along, we started playing, and especially you and I, because we shared the same aisle, sure. you know, in the locker room. Then the conversation, yeah, sure. again, started to happen, but it yeah. was more. It was football, though. Most. Football. It was mostly Yeah, it football. wasn't. Yeah. And how many kids you got nah, at the time, nah, Derek? Nah, you know, what nah. are you doing? It was, it wasn't that. So when people, the misconception people say about a locker room mm. that it, it cures all ills. No, mm, it does not. Mm. Now, it shields us, yes. particularly at that time, from a lot of things that you're dealing with in society. Sure. Like, a locker room really didn't look at that. Like, we didn't, especially here, we didn't look at, hey, white, black, green, yellow. There's we didn't no look color. at that. It Absolutely was, hey, not. we're pulling in the same direction. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you know, what's your background like? No, you didn't get into those mm-hmm. things. But over time, sure. you did. And that's why I think... In the secret sauce, when Coach Dungey was hired here, he made, he forcefully made a lot of those interactions. Yes, he did. Across the ball. Yes, he did. He forced that. Made people room together. Exactly. From rooming together at different times, whether Mm -hmm. even you come in and and you see people sectionalize, hey, hey, break this up. Won't you go down there and eat with the linemen? Yep. He would force things. You know, and over time, especially out of the first year, mm-hmm. he didn't even had to do it. Correct. Even community service projects mm-hmm. we did, he made sure 
it wasn't with someone you was used to seeing every day, like your position group. Okay. So he, and I look at now, I said, man, that was probably some of the secret sauce. And Absolutely. back then, we had a lot of family days. Mm-hmm. Practice on Friday, inviting your family. Sunday after the game, yeah. even though it wasn't the best it place to convene. No, it was not. But it was back at the facility, win, yeah. lose, or draw. We had something going on every mm-hmm. Sunday after the game. Sure. I don't see that a lot these days. No, I don't know if they have put any importance in it. Uh, these guys are different. Even, like, I was, nine, 1990 was my first year, and you remember Jose, right? Yes. Jose, mm-hmm. Jose was a guy who did our uh, catering. catering. My whole seven years I was here, and I believe he, he was afterwards. Yes, but I was. ran into Jose one time, a couple, three years after I was playing, and I said, what's up, Jose? He looked at me, he goes, it ain't the same, Beck. Yeah. And I go, what's going on? He goes, these young kids, yes. they just don't sit and talk. No. Like we used to, we used to know Jose. We befriended <laughs> Jose. Like that was our brother. You know what I mean? Like I think these athletes, they're 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 different. Doesn't mean they're good, bad, or indifferent, but they're different. And I don't know the personable part. Like I don't know who the Derek Brooks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is. I can tell you right now, there's no Derek Brooks on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now, I yeah. Really, and, and different about that staff because you, you came in that small environment. It forced us in a way to be intimate. Mm-hmm. Like everybody on Jose's staff, we call good buddy. Correct. Yeah, they knew your order. Yep. Every breakfast, yeah. you even had to tell them. Yep. What you wanted for breakfast? You get in a certain pattern of what you was mm-hmm. eating. Man, breakfast yep. and lunch is there. Absolutely. And that's the thing with Jose. When I ta- that was his way of contributing. Absolutely. That felt important to him. It felt like family, though. Right, and it was important mm-hmm. for us to have those conversations with him. Hey. We're the best spots to eat in Tampa. Yep. You're the caterer. You yep. would know. Right? Yep. Your palate, I trust. Sure. And even, the, and I can say, it started to change when we moved to the new facility. Okay. You start to lose. You start to lose. Of course you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. we needed to. But you gained, though. We, yeah, we you, needed. You gained. I, absolutely. We, we needed to evolve. Mm-hmm. We needed that. And unfortunately, they were not able to hire Jose as a full staff. Sure. And, you know, he, he started catering certain events. But those events, man, that he was brought in, yeah, oh, man. we loved yeah. on him so much. And, I, and I'm not saying that we're dinosaurs, you know, staying in the past. Getting close. But. <laughs> you getting close to dinosaurs. <laughs> but, but some of those dinosaur yeah. principles, yeah. I don't care what generation yeah. you're in, yeah. it cannot change. Agreed 100%. And when, when you say that keyword relationships, mm-hmm. it's missing. I, I, I have to. A certain extent yeah, of that is yeah. is is missing. Yeah. It it is missing. And you're talking coach to player, or you're talking about player to player? Because I'm not in that locker room. And if you, I'm this, gonna say life. Okay, I'm okay. gonna take it beyond that. I I don't think we just talked about this prior to the show. Mm. Banking. Yeah, you can share the list. You just you just said it coming in, man. Yeah. Banking today is just not meant to be personable no more. I used to walk in the bank. <laughs> hey, Mister Beckles, they knew I've been banking there for fifteen years. Yes. They pulled me aside. They took care of me. I like that. Now I walk in the bank. They, first of all, they're pissed that you're at the bank. Okay. <laughs> then you have to wait. At, like last time, I was there for two and a half hours House. just to open two bank accounts. It, it used to take fifteen minutes, and they used to give me a bank. Uh, now there's no paper. You can barely talk to somebody. If you do talk to somebody, you might have to wait an hour and a half, and it, it, it's so impersonal. But a lot of people believe that 
because this for me, you definitely had a different relationship with Tony Dungy. Yes. Okay? Because that's your boy. He brought you in. Mm-hmm. You were the, the head of the defense. I only was with him for one year. But somebody said, hey, did you have a good relationship with Tony Dungy? And I looked at him. I said, you know what? I never really talked to Tony Dungy mm-hmm. until I left. Yes. Okay. I he, he said one thing to me the last game I was there. He goes, Beck, can you go? And I go, yes, sir. He goes, and he gave me a thumbs up. One time I was at the airport and I saw Tony and his lovely wife and I go, you look really, he goes, I'm looking for a, a cab and I go, I got you, I'm going to drive you home. Mm-hmm. Okay? I drove him home so I got a chance to talk to him for yes. 20 minutes. I learned more about him in those 20, 20 minutes, minutes and what he's about. And I, I, I knew I liked the dude, you know what I mean? <laughs> because I'm not a religious person, but when I bring up religion, yes. I bring up people like Tony Dungy who do yes. it the right way and mm-hmm. I applaud that because from what I know, he's doing it the right way. So yes. I, I, he's a beautiful man, and I, I he taught me a lot about leadership. I know he did you as well. Oh, yes, he did. And I got to give you a funny story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about religion, Coach Dungy. So one of Coach Dungy's religious things is he never changed practice. That's practice, facts. The <laughs> yeah. facts. The schedule yeah. was the yeah. schedule. And we in Tampa know the summer rains in the evening. Mm-hmm. You know, put on your watch. Hey, it's going to be a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be lightning. You time it all up, right? Mm-hmm. And you build around Hey, these 20, 30 minutes, then you go back to your day. Well, man, this thing is building. We're at UT, and it is built. We see it in the distance. It's coming. <laughs> Skies are turning, man. And, you know, we're looking at each other like, hey, man, uh, at some point, you know, Coach, hey, this your first camp here. Yeah, right. Mm. But, Coach, yeah. Yeah. Lightning and Tampa Not the same. don't play. Nope. So, man, this thing is getting, and we know, man, practice about the coach. Hey, these, yeah. these 12 plays, man, we're going to be all right. <laughs> One and it just got real dark over that stadium. It didn't boom, but you see the flashing, right? Brad Culpepper, Pep goes up to Coach Dungy. He said, "Hey, Coach, can I can I just say something to you? For those of us, maybe like myself, that don't know where we're gonna go when we leave here, could we go in? (laughs) (laughs) And for those like you, yeah." Y'all can stay out yeah. here. Hey, man. He's from Florida, though. Coach, he, kn- he knows. He knows, man. Coach Dungeon looked at it. He's like, everybody go in. He couldn't, he couldn't hold it no He couldn't hold it no longer, man. Yeah, that's funny. So, you guys should have had Ray Perkins because Ray Perkins supposedly had a plate in his head. And uh, we used to go, oh, my goodness. And he would go, everybody in. But then he played the okie doke on us. One time at Pepin Rude, we went inside. We were all heading to the locker room. He goes, where are you going? Take a right turn. And we hit in the gym. In the gym. We hit, I think you, told, I think you told me about that. In the gym. On the floor. We hit in the gym. We struck each other in, in the, on a basketball court. <laughs> You would lose your job immediately. If a, if an agent found out you were in a gym, you would be fired immediately. immediately. Yes. Holy smokes. Well, you talk about a fine from the league, the PA. Everybody. Attorneys, everybody. Three a days? Man. Man, that's a good, that's a, that's the, yes. good, that's a good old day. Right? Yes, but, but back to uh, that funny story about Coach Dungy. And I am one of the few players mm-hmm. that has a extended relationship with him mm-hmm. from – you know, player, coach, to friend, to mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, man, it. You know, I actually learned so much about he and his wife Lauren when they mm-hmm. went to Africa. Sure. Uh, for the first time with me in 1999, oh, that was amazing. Yeah, when I took kids yeah. over there, and I wanted those kids. I want you to see a, a living example yeah. of the man that I'm trying to yeah. be like every single day, and. 
you talk about, he talks about how that changed his life, mm-hmm. you know, and I just am fortunate. Uh, man, we lean into each other a lot from NFL league related matters, uh, the business of football playing, man, we just talking two weeks ago about, you know, college football. Yeah. So I, I do. And I learn some every single time, you know, that I talk to coach I bet. and so many people make that comparison about Coach Dungy, people that know Coach Dungy and know Leroy, they always make that comparison like, man, these two spirits of men that we have here in Mm -hmm. Tampa. And for Coach to go away, Coach Dungy that is, Mm -hmm. coaching in but still live here, Mm -hmm. Tampa. Man, what a blessing. And obviously we can go on and on about Mm -hmm. the work he and his wife are doing in adopting kids. I think they just Mm -hmm. uh, recently, I just saw uh, his wife posted that they're going to get, I believe this number, I'm Please don't crucify me if I'm yeah. wrong, but I think it's their 11th or 12th uh, really? adoption through false and parent. They're, they're not spring chickens anymore. No, and they still bringing young kids into their house. Yes, unbelievable. Yes, and listen, you brought up Leroy Sam when you brought up Tony Dungy, and uh, I mean, I will let's put a Derek Brooks's name in there because that is a very exclusive. <laughs> I'm being serious about this. A very exclusive company that you you keep you can't put your own name in there but you're you're that's what you're fitting that's what you're doing right now and that's and that's a beautiful thing as well and I, and I commend you for that well thank you now as far as Tony Dungy goes people ask me all the time what was different about Tony Dungy and I said once again I never met anybody so loyal to what he was teaching yeah you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. have you ever seen him out of character uh <laughs> yes, yes, I have, uh, and I won't say out of character. Uh, I will say when something wasn't supporting the culture, okay, that he was trying to change. Number one, build. Number two, and three, sustain. He called it out, mm-hmm. but, but he, that's not out of character. That's he, in character. No, that's that's out me. of character would mean no. But I, but I, but I'm but I'm gonna get to okay. where his physical. Where his demeanor changed, okay, you know, okay. and and he, I would say, it was it was on the borderline of maybe a, a f bomb or something coming out of his mouth where he he felt it was child. He and it got to that point two times. One when about four or five guys missed missed a Wait, community. Boom. Wait, was it? Oh, I community. remember. And the other one was when they were late we, for lifting. Late for lifting. And his, his lip starts quivering. Yeah. quivering. You're late for lifting. Mm-hmm. Number two, when they missed a, an appointment at a community event. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. boy. He. I got one more for you. Man, those eyes were red. Now, yeah. things in, in the game, mm-hmm. all coaches go sure. good emotionally. Yeah. You know, a, a bad penalty mm-hmm. or something we practice. Those things come with sure. the job. But. To me, man, when you did not, when you made a hiccup, mm-hmm. when it came to community commitments, boy, that's that's the quickest way to get on this bass. Well, and and that quick. doghouse, whew, it takes a lot to get out of that one, I'll be man. honest with you. I don't think it exists. I don't think he tolerates it. Like, nah. like when, he don't have a doghouse. I think <laughs> it, it, when you head in there, you out. Yeah. You, you remember when we had that uh, fan day at the, uh, at the old stadium, yeah. Some people were hiding behind the tent. Whoo! He looked back there and he goes, "You guys cannot participate for one hour with your fans, boy." That see that in the I, way I, he said it. I said I tell people this, okay? <laughs> I do not 
react to yelling. I don't react to it. I no. just I shut it off. The li- the lip quivering and feeling <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> like I was like, and I, I wasn't one of the guys, but I was like, oh my god, stop disappointing that man. Yeah. I've never played for somebody that when I played poorly, I didn't want to look at him. Mm-hmm. And that's a and that's a res- and that's a respect thing. So to me, Tony Dungy is is on that Mount Rushmore, um, and Leroy Selman uh, once again, uh, it's, it's a different man. I say he's a sweet man. I don't tell, I don't say sweet for a lot of men. He was a sweet man mm-hmm. that you made you want to be better. And, and like I said, you're in that uh, in the same realm as well. Well, I thank you for uh, thank you for that, Ian. And it was just for me again looking back and and how I, you know, fast forward this mm-hmm. today when I look at culture mm-hmm. and how. That culture that I was in, when it gets to sustaining, even through a different head coach, mm-hmm. I commend John Gruden for this, and I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. Coach Gruden never came in and tried to disrupt the culture that Coach Dungy laid down. Okay. What Coach Gruden did and the smart. genius of what he did yeah. is he built on it, yeah. and he built on that culture in his own way. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a yeller. Yes, he is. He's a screamer. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a in-your-face motivator. He's an offensive guy and makes no bones about it. I'm going to challenge the word motivate, but go ahead. But in, in his own way. And I, and I give you t- he's more of a ball buster. I t- we took that as motivation. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I understand what because you're saying. Because the culture we was in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear Coach Coach Dungy, he mm-hmm. wasn't that. And guess what? Mm-hmm. We got comfortable. Okay. But when you come in and your first player nine oh seven, he runs a naked bootleg. Did you get comfortable in the coach? Oh, we got. Oh, we. You did. think so? We did. We oh, did. Okay. In okay. Okay. In, we did. Okay. When we realized that the other side of the ball wasn't being held to the same yeah. standard as us, and there's nothing we can do about mm. it, it, it became, hey man, there was no challenge. No, was it no was. We yeah. were waiting. Yeah. For that to John happen. John challenge you guys. That's for sure. Impact oh, like I gotta say, yeah, yeah, yeah. First play. Okay. Nine on seven mini camp. It's nine on seven. Yeah. Man, you got twelve running plays. Mm-hmm. He runs a naked bootleg yeah, with Brad does. Johnson. Yeah, he does. And I and I, I love the, the way Sap tells the story because I, I see I see it right now. Sap's probably say, like, "Hey man, hey man, hey man, hey man, what are you doing? What are you doing?" So you know what I'm doing? Yeah. So I'm doing the same. If that Michael Vick has done Absolutely. for you guys, yep. as a matter of fact, he's still running down Dale Mabry. Yeah, he, it's just nine a diff- nine turn around. Yeah, I got you. I got you. You know what happened the next eleven plays? Yeah, it was like, it was mayhem. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the wrong cat. That's that's the wrong cat the, to piss the, off. You know what ne- I mean? Ne- ne- next yeah. eleven plays. Yeah, you know what happened? No, I understand. I understand. <laughs> but to us, that, mm-hmm. yeah, ball buster, of course. Yes. But that was his way of doing his ball busting way of me uh-huh. calling me out in front of the the team. Hey. Derrick Brooks had my resume. All these things, but you never won defensive player of the year. In front of the team, first meeting. Like, man, who is this dude think he is? So, you know, I say, Coach, I'm just not okay. that I'm not that type of player. I, I, I don't think selfishly. He said, I'm not asking you to think yeah. selfishly. He's just asking you to play like the best player in the world. He said, I'm asking that, you to be the defensive that, player of the year. What, why are you scared? Yeah. <laughs> who are you scared of? Yeah. Why are you scared? I said, Coach, I'm, I'm neither of those. Yeah. Well, show me. Like, okay, this this dude's something else. And then he ends it with, and by the way, in case y'all wonder who I am, yeah. 
is this picture of being one of the most fittest, beautiful, whatever people of the world. That's who I am. <laughs> Let's go practice. <laughs> See, now, this is my thing, okay? I'm not a political. That was beautiful. Yeah. Okay, was no, beautiful. no, no. I, I understand <laughs> that. I'm not a political person, okay? And I don't leave. I don't. I'm not a Trump guy. I'm not a Biden guy. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. But Biden was brought here because of Trump. He, he's in bizarro world. Biden is Trump. In bizarro world, bizarro world, Tony Dungy is John Gruden. So you just needed the antithesis of what Tony Dungy was. And mm -hmm. he was motivating you guys a completely different way. Yeah. Now, that motivation runs out. That kind. Yeah. It runs out because it gets mm -hmm. old, okay? Yeah. There's no doubt about that because yes, I think I John, it's for, if it's for one year, I think John Gruden may be the best. If it's for three, I think he may be the worst <laughs> because after two and a half, everybody's going to want to stab him in the back of his head, in his neck, or in his temple till he squirms and, and doesn't move anymore. So well, I, he got a little more runway <laughs> out of that with us, but I, I can say Yo. – in my tenure, because Coach Gould is my head coach, absolutely, coach the longest, absolutely. In my tenure, he he was able to change where you understood mm -hmm. how the veteran led teams and the coaches that he came up under, starting mm -hmm. with Bill Walsh, sure, a veteran team. Yeah. I began to notice a lot of how he he came up and how he mm -hmm. he. Depended on it. Actually, we, we need it, which challenged me in a different way in my leadership mm -hmm. where, man, I, I called Joe Montana. <laughs> I, mm. I remember calling Jerry mm. Rice, Keena Turner, mm. you know, back then, Guy McIntyre. I asked him what? How do you, how, as a veteran team with Coach Bill Walsh, how do he put things on the players? How does a head coach that doesn't deal with controversy mm. – me as a leader, how do I lead a team like that? When my mm -hmm. head coach don't want to deal with confrontation, sure, yeah, he don't want to deal with confrontation. Mm -hmm. How do I keep all the guys? Because I'm the I don't. Coach Gooden hadn't coached me one one play because mm -hmm. I haven't played offense. Sure, yep. He doesn't at all defensive. Hey, yeah, he challenges us by the strip mm -hmm. and doing things against us that he thinks other teams are mm -hmm. do. But the coaches are coaching that. Mm -hmm. And he gives them plays. And Monty put them in, we run, sure. et cetera. But mm -hmm. it's not, hey, you should have did this, you should have mm -hmm. did that. When he, when this offense is doing this, mm -hmm. we're trying to get the – he didn't do any of that. Sure. He just ran the plays. So when players offensively, mm -hmm. when they started to have those moments, mm -hmm. you know, I had to be the leader to deal with it. And I call those guys that that – Obviously, back in San Fran, sure. that when Coach Gooden was a younger coach, mm -hmm. he's being mentored under this. Mm -hmm. How'd you deal with the Denny Greens mm -hmm. back then? Other were like, should have called you? me. I was with him in Philadelphia. And I was with him in Philadelphia when he first first <laughs> office coordinator. Yeah, matter of fact, Randall was who I talked to mm -hmm. out of Philly. Yeah, Cunningham. Mm -hmm. And the advice, you know, they just kind of different cat. Yeah, you know, gave me at the time yeah. was, hey, it's not about the personality of mm -hmm. the coach. It, it's about you know, you the person that leading mm -hmm. your team. Mm -hmm. I say, well, guys, here's different. Yeah. All you guys yeah. are offensive guys. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's what makes it different. Yeah. I'm a defensive guy. Yeah. So yeah. 
Man, I did the best. I, yeah. Honestly, I did the best I could. And I would like I would like to sit up here and tell uh, you and Steve I was successful uh, with no. every one of them. Of course. Of but course. I was not. No way. I mean, that's <laughs> it's it's impossible to 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 win all the battles, you know. Like let me tell you about John Gruden. And listen, I'm not a John Gruden fan. I've said it many times. Now, I am a realist though, okay? I was in a meetings, I was in meetings with John Gruden, and I've never heard anybody speak that knows offense more than him. Ever mm -hmm. in my whole life. I was in my eighth year and it was a first meeting and he goes, Beckles. And I go, Yep. What coverage are they in? And I go, What do you mean? What coverage are they in? How am I supposed to know? Nobody ever asked me that question in mm -hmm. seven years. He goes, he goes, Is there two deep safeties? I go, Yeah. He goes, That guy here, can he blitz? And I go, No. He goes, Why why not? I go, he's not covered. So then why would you slide the line there? He goes, you guys can change the the, the 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 mic and move them over, and I'm like, I might for my seven years, I did something that was wrong. Oh. I mean, it just it was inefficient. Mm -hmm. Why would you slide all the way to somebody's not coming? Right, <laughs> bring it in because we the Vinny Testaverde was getting hit in his face all the time because <laughs> right. there was no knowledge. knowledge. We had Shula's our coach, and it was literally like an Indiana Hoosiers playbook, <laughs> and it just it was very vanilla. And when I got to Philadelphia, I was like, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah. John Gruden, he just, his his motivation, and you're not wrong, because he motivated me. I played on a, a messed up foot. I shot my foot up six weeks in a row. My doctor said, if you shoot, if you keep on doing, you're going to rupture your foot. You'll be dragging the rest of your life. So I was like, I'm not doing that. So there was six games left. I sat one week, came back and played another week when I should have, and then a doctor goes, that's enough. There was five games left, and mm -hmm. Gruden came through the locker room and looked at me and goes, I hear you're quitting on the team. <laughs> I snapped up and my boy Coop jumped in the middle and goes back and I go, you need to leave. So that was kind of my goings out with Gruden. And then they put me in a little closet when they were 5 and 11 for the John Gruden show. So he don't like me. He don't like me, dog. I'm just going to be honest with you. you know? He don't like me. When he, when he sees me, he gives me that face, and I just, I just don't mess with it. Now, let, 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 let's go to today's Buccaneers, okay? Wait, Lars, I'm, I'm still called captain, so he still loves me. No, I still no, love my guy. No, but and, you're, and that's okay, because once again, it's just everybody has different. We're on, we're on. Okay, I get it. I get it. You want, to, you, want to, you want to babysit your kids? Don't embarrass my kids. Depends on oh, what my kids are doing. We want Tony Dungeon babysit your kids. I don't. What kind of question? That's is that? a great question. That's not a ask me. Hey, Steve Verson just asked me. You want Derek Brooks to babysit your kids? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. You want Leroy Selman? Yep. John Gruden? Nope. Okay, it's me. It's my voice. It's not your voice. It's my voice. I'm the bad guy. I'll be the bad guy. I don't give a crap. I'm the bad guy. That's okay. People, everybody thinks I'm bad anyways. All right. Uh, today's Buccaneers, okay? Yes, yes. We start off 3-1. and one. Uh -huh. I thought a little bit was Fugazi. It was who we were playing. But I thought Baker Mayfield was playing within himself. I still think Baker Mayfield is playing within himself. If he plays outside of himself, we're going to be in big, big, big trouble, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't think he's been nearly our problem. What do you see to this point? We're three and one. Now we're three and four. Lost mm -hmm. three in a row. What do you see out there? Do you see it getting better? Do you, what do you see exactly? Well, uh, 
you know, I'm going to see you getting better. Uh, and I know you obviously get these questions along with myself outside of here is, hey, what's wrong with our guys? Mm-hmm. I say, guys, it's, it's kind of simple. One, we got to establish identity on offense. We have to run the football with efficiency or stay ahead of the downs. If we're going to pass, stay ahead of the downs. Can I ask you how many years you've been saying that? Too many. <laughs> Too we have many. not done it since you were on the field. Too yes many. or no? We have not run the ball consistently since you played. When was it? <laughs> I've, been, I've been in sports radio for 20-some years, and we've oh. never ran the football. I'm just telling yeah, you. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably been early. Uh, late yeah, okay. Early 2000s. There you go. Yeah, 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 it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Who was it running? And you look at the back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we... It can be, and I and I look at today's offenses. Okay, okay, okay. The evolution of it. Uh-huh. So, I'm saying establish a, a identity by running the football because that's my preference, and I think when you five six guys are doing that, the confidence of what that cohesive unit can do to dominate a game, I see it from that perspective as a defender that don't want to do that. Correct. For forty five snaps. Yep. Facts. Now I look at observing the game. Today's game is about staying ahead of the downs. You can get the short screens. You can get the hitches. You can get the RPOs, quick slants. Whatever that is, if it's not a dominant physical running game, the next point that needs to be made is we need to stay ahead of the downs. And stay ahead of the downs in is three or more on first down. Three or more second down. Mm-hmm. However, that combination is, you're getting to third and two or less. That's right. Sometimes third and three when you have a mobile quarterback. Yep. In Baker's case, third and three. Yep. I'll take that, okay. giving him an option okay. in avoiding the rush. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that at all, period. And we're not consistent in explosive plays, i.e., the point differential. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not there. Past two, at least two and a half weeks defensively, too many explosive plays being done on us. Way too many. Wait, and these explosive plays are coming in a variety of ways. Undisciplined rush, particularly last Thursday. It's undisciplined rush, and we're letting Josh Allen just get too, I can use the word. He's getting too decisive on what he wants to do where we're creating no indecision that mm-hmm. makes him go left, right before he scrambles. Hey, he pulled it down, he sees the lane, he go. Mm-hmm. And obviously getting that that big of a human being at that size and speed going, he's tough. Mm-hmm. So we're not we were not creating that Thursday any of that indecision in him. Next defensively, tackling. <laughs> yeah. Tackling. It, it's simple. Yeah, it's we're not simple. We're not getting our hands on offensive ball carriers and getting them down. They're falling forward or we're missing. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, turnovers. We don't get any of those. Not getting any of those. Any so of those. I, I feel a correction okay. in those three areas. Big areas, brother. You know, big but, areas. but doable. Because okay. why? Atlanta losing. Uh-huh. The divi- No one in division has separated, right? Mm-hmm. So the goals, the goals when the division get in are still there. Mm-hmm. I just think now you put that focus on those three areas in, I see improvement, man. 
Well, I mean, I, I improvement think, in meaning a win. Sure, and I think us the Buccaneer fans, we get too caught up in this in what's happening in the South. Okay, because we caught we got blessed last year to get to the playoffs, and we weren't good. Okay, you're eight and nine. You made it to the playoffs. That happens what every twenty years or so. Okay, mm-hmm. we weren't a good football team last year. We didn't deserve to get to the playoffs. We got in, and got throttled. Okay, probably what should have happened. We're getting too caught up in looking around the South because the South is not good. But right now, when you look at the mm-hmm. rest of the, our schedule, the Bucks went from three and one, and I could have said, "Well, the Bucks are good enough to beat anybody." At three and four. Everybody on that schedule is going to think they're going to beat the Bucks. Yes, but Ian, I, I challenge you when you put down the the first thing about getting in the playoffs, winning your division. Mm-hmm. So you can't ever lose sight of where you are in your division because that is the first mm-hmm. of getting into the playoffs. I just think the division is the least of our worries. We need to learn how to win no, a game. But I, a game. Again, I'm, a I'm, game. I'm dialing it back. Okay. Win a game. Win a game, yeah. Right? Sets you up to stay in the division race because of all the things you mm-hmm. said about our division. And I'm, you know, we're fighting the uh, NFC with Central with uh, Detroit. I think Detroit's the only team in there with a winning record. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, it's not the strongest, mm-hmm. in, in a, mm-hmm. but a win it always changes everything. Yeah, it changes everything. It changes and, everything. And, and right now, I think you will agree with me. Mm. And I agree with you on this point. Mm. We can't look at our division as that goal that's right in front of us. I agree with you with that. Mm-hmm. The goal right in front of you, get a win. Get a win. And then you get closer to that d- division goal of winning a division. Mm-hmm. So right thing now, yeah, it's about everything now. Hey, and I'm going to break it down even further. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we're getting long. Short it's all time. good. It's all good. We got to start winning plays in practice. Going back to this, how we, we dial it back. And it's just like in business when you got to hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. You know, in life, we got to go back, man. Let's go back to what control we control our attitude and our effort. Am I getting to this facility at 6 30? Man, you know what? I'm going to start showing up at 6 15. Not doing anything different, just being a little bit more efficient. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fine. I'm gonna do, tell them this. Not, that's what I don't know, but about. just, just think about those little bitty wins, man. Okay. Just changing in the park. Okay, hey man, I, you know, and I'm making this about me, but these just examples. Hey, get to the facility early. Hey man, I'm gonna be a little bit more efficient in film study. You know what, man? Defensive player, I'm gonna go eat with some offensive guys for lunch, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna let them know that it ain't me against them. It's we. How do we? How do we? We. You know what? I'm gonna have more conversations. Well, I'm gonna eat with them. I'm gonna stretch. It, it's those liberty things and winning in practice. Now, when you get to practice, hey, the mistakes, accountability can't be tolerated. If you miss something in practice, uh. there's nothing telling the team when the coaches lead that offensive defensive unit. Can you stay out there? Hey, we're gonna go through the strip one mistakes, more time. Yeah. Correct the mistakes and the things that we did good. Let's make sure we're on top of the details. And just those liberty things, man, you you just don't – well, I'm trying to bring the eyes in. Those liberty things, man, could be just a difference in a Chris Godwin turning his head around perhaps on a Hail Mary. Sure. And the games probably should have never came down to that. But no. it's 
is those execution of those little bitty things, zone communication, man, when a guy moving from a three technique, you know, to head up. And you know what? I got him. Center, you go on climb. I don't need you because I've studied this guy. I know I can get his inside because he's weak on his left. I don't need your help. Go right now. Get to life. It's just those little bitty things like that, man. But those aren't makes little a difference. Bitty, those aren't little bitty things, Derek. Those are major details that you developed through all those years. Mm-hmm. When I sit and I watch Cody Mouth play, yeah. like I'm throwing up in my mouth because he's making rookie mistakes that I used to always make as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Tony Mayberry's son play, is playing for Stanford. How'd he play? And he was like, oh. and I looked at him once and I go, watch out now. You're evaluating him from what you know. No. You need to evaluate him like everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. how is he compared to everybody else you're watching? And he looked at me and goes, I thought about that. Because we know they're making mistakes, yes. okay? But we don't mm-hmm. know if they've been taught that. The issue I have with the Buccaneers and anybody today in this modern-day football, that we keep on saying we want to run the football, okay? How the hell are you going to learn how to run the football when it's football season you can't hit? You can't hit. They're not allowed to hit. Yeah, 14 days of pads. And they're we all know, done. We, we know. They're done. We, yeah. They ain't hitting again the rest of the year. You know they're not. Yeah, out the, was out the week, yes. Okay, out so, the week eight. okay <laughs> so you're not a good running football team. That's that's done. Okay, last year they were historically bad running the football. But that's why I I say get ahead of the downs. That sounds easy. But you but, said get to third and three. Now, that's it's, listen, listen, third and three is great. When you have Brad Johnson as a quarterback, Mike also as a running back, work done, and a good offensive line. Third and three right now for the Bucs, that's a passing down. Wait. They have to throw. They cannot run for three yards. It they can't can, do it. It can with you can establish they don't that have the mentality. With, with the mm. there's more options with that, especially with a mobile quarterback. But that cap is in camp. It's it, like it, you can. But we what we took in game seven, and if I ask you this. What's our identity on offense? What's your answer? I don't have any. Thank you. That's the thing. We we haven't tried to identify. We haven't tried to do anything. I went to, I went to Indiana University, okay? We played, went to Wisconsin and ran the ball 55 times and our running back had 377 yards. We weren't great, but ask us our identity. We punch you in the mouth. What mm-hmm. is the identity of this football team on both sides of the ball? They don't have identity anywhere. They used to be able to stop the run. That's going away. It's but going away. It's going away because teams now, again, the explosive mm-hmm. runs, you know, being caught against us. And I think we can get back to, I would identify this defense as opportunistic. Okay. I would, when they're hitting their heyday, man, it is confusion and it is turnovers. How many times have you seen them really wreak havoc this year? I don't think they have. Uh, I think they've played okay. And you look at the we, games that they left, they, they, they didn't score. They, not many points were scored against us. The other team fumbled the ball, and it wasn't even by us. Mm-hmm. We, the, this, it's been, I just haven't seen havoc yet. I haven't seen one person hit the quarterback more than once in a game. JTS hasn't hit the quarterback ever. Yeah. Shaq Barrett hasn't hit the quarterback in three. And I love Shaq Barrett. I love everything about him. He hasn't hit the quarterback in yeah, three we, weeks. Yeah, we're not getting our four-man. At all. Yeah, at our four-man rush is, is Without Vita, it hurts. Vita pushes the pocket, and, he, and he's an issue. Without Vita, we don't have nothing. I'm just telling you. I watch it, and the quarterbacks are comfortable. And Josh Allen, I watch so much Buffalo Bills. And, and I, listen, Josh Allen's a good quarterback. If I was game planning against Josh Allen, my left end 
would never be no, inside. No. He always rolls to his right and he kills you. I guarantee Monty Kiffin would have put somebody out there and you, he was not going to leave, get outside. Where is that? Our ends get hooked like a grouper on a regular. Seriously. It's really bad. It's, it's bad. We lose contain all the time. Well, that's why I go back to say the particular last game and getting the disciplines of the rush. But guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, these are correctable mistakes. We don't have much time there, we, bro. We yeah, don't have these, much time These, there, these are correctable mistakes. You have to admit that, Mr. Beckles. Everything's a correctable mistake. These are correctable mistakes. And try not to, as much as each one of our players, and I know we, we had to get heavy bucks, and I, I'm telling you, everyone at Wayne, we will. Okay. These are correctable mistakes. And as a player... I would say, guys, let's not try to do all this at once. Okay. Take one step at a time. Here's what we're working on today. Here's what we need to win. Let's take care of Monday. Let's take care of Tuesday. Let's take care of Wednesday, Thursday, all the way to Sunday. Okay. Let's not try to do it all at once. And there needs to be a common goal within each position group. Okay. And I'm just telling you, again, my experience with common goal, least, hey, every day, everybody on defense, hey, we're going to go, everybody's going to work on the rake today. The next day, everybody's going to work on the punch in terms of getting the ball. Next day, hey, everybody's going to be on the jugs. O-line, I mean, D-line, line, everybody, jug machine, working on our hands. Never know when you're getting a tip ball. It's true. But we're all working on turnovers. So it was a common thread mm -hmm. within each position group. Then it may be, hey, Hand placement on blocks. You know, D-line, obviously, O-line, a lot sure. more hand placement mm -hmm. on blocks. But for us now, we're seeing what they're doing. Okay, line, we're working on hand placement too. Mm -hmm. Secondary, okay, your hand placement is your jam at the line of scrimmage or your hand placement when you're looking back for the ball. Mm -hmm. But the common thread is, hey, today, Wednesday, everybody working on hand placement. Then, again, those little common goals like that, I think, Ian, if we just go back to – I'm not going to say square one, but mm -hmm. we just go back and hit the reset button. And then, as you said, which I agree a thousand percent, it's about just getting a win this week. That is true. And listen, uh, you're talking about a bunch of Hall of Famers and fantastic football players with good hand placement and exploding and doing all the good things. Simeon Rice was probably going to have contained. Derek Brooks is going to have contained. Uh, Joe Tryon Sharanka, maybe not contain because everybody's, once again, I think they're going after this kid now, okay? He's a young kid. And we 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 could keep on expecting something, but you know it doesn't take three years to show it. You know that. It took Micah Parsons four plays. And I go, look at that kid. It took a, a Thibodeau eight plays. I go, look at that kid. Aiden Hutchinson, I think his first play, I go, whoa. I haven't said whoa one time with Joe Transrank. And I know you're a nice guy. And you know you, you're going to say it can be corrected. <laughs> I say if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck. And it quacks, and for God's <laughs> sakes, it's a duck. We got some ducks out there, I've, boy. I, I, I've not seen, I've not seen that yet, sir. You haven't seen what? The that, duck. The analysis of I've Joe seen Tryon Schranker is a duck. <laughs> I said it. Quote <laughs> yeah, me. I disagree. Quote. Okay. I, Show me four I, plays in his career I, and make me say it's I, not a duck. I, I, I disagree. Okay. I, I still think the, nice I still think the young man. You're a nice guy. Has an opportunity that. to be impactful. I'm an a-hole. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> you know, he okay. He okay. Okay. 
May rest in peace. Gaines Adams was better. I'm just telling you, Steve, save me! No, too late. Me, too late. You, 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 okay? First Nick, what you had? I heard you had picked me. This what she get. Congratulations! If anybody wants to get in contact with the man, Derek Brooks, how to get in contact with you? Obviously, man, on social media, please continue to uh, hit us up. Uh, everything is at. D Brooks 55 Twitter, Facebook, and the official D Brooks on Instagram. And uh, obviously, uh, I'm following my man here, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ian, as well. And again, we we absolutely uh, enjoy it. But today, I'm calling for a life jacket now. Versus, <laughs> throw it to me. I'm grabbing it. Too late. Too late. He can't swim. It's all good. I'm at Ian underscore Beckles, and I appreciate having the chance if they don't get fired from this uh, episode. So of course not. Everybody have a wonderful day. We appreciate you listening in. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Brooks and Beckles on The Strike, 1025 HD2. Tune in every Friday afternoon at 1 or listen on demand in your favorite podcast app.